It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's time to talk about those exciting Red Hot Chicago Bears with actor-comedian Mike Pusteri. Mike, how are you? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I sound terrible because I have a terrible cold, Andy, and uh, the Bears game was all just all the joy I needed to make myself feel better. But think about it. If you had passed out, like in the <laughs> middle of the third quarter, we would have never had to tell you that they didn't win. You would have just yeah. assumed. So I should have done that. that. Yeah. yeah, I messed up. So as always, you can find the podcast and the newsletter and the, uh, the store with all kinds of great new stuff in it, including one that says the Packers suck and so do you, which seems like a perfect perfect holiday <laughs> gift for anyone in your life who you don't like. Yeah. Uh, all that at PointlessExercise.com. And, of course, you can find Mike's uh, stuff at MikePusateri.com. And on Twitter at slash Mike Pusateri and at Instagram at I am Mike Pusateri. I'm not. He is. Right. You type in I am Mike Pusateri and then you see Mike. Right. Even though as you're typing it in, you are not Mike Pusateri. I am. Maybe Mike that's Pusateri. what you should have changed. You should have t- I am not Mike Pusateri. And then they'd be like, be like oh, because I get this. And then they'd be really confused. That's yeah, I should great. do that. I should have more instructions in the name. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, I, I well, before we get going, I wanted to ask you, Andy, how, how are you? How are you taking this? 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 Uh, this? Uh, you know, not great game by the best player in in the NFL. He's a, it's he's all he's part of the con. It's okay. <laughs> it's I every time he goes to kick, you see Ryan Poles down on the sidelines slipping a hundred bucks. Keep it fair. Keep it fair. Keep, keep he it knows fair. What that means. He knows what it means. Right. If he doesn't miss those kicks, they might have won. And you think you might have been upset yesterday, but in April, when they're drafting, that's when you're really going to appreciate the um, expertly placed shanked extra points by Cairo Santos in both the Packer and Lions games. Right. Okay. So completely intentional is what we're saying. Yeah. He's not going to okay. miss. You think he's going to miss those on accident? <laughs> All of his missed kicks have come kicking into the north. And I read that in your newsletter today. Yes, interesting. Yeah, I do think it. I do think it was the reason yesterday, especially in the first half. Um, the wind was, I think, had a lot more effect. And little Oompa Loompa Mason Crosby, I can't believe he's still their kicker. Never had yeah. to kick that way. All of his yeah. kicks went the other way. In fact, I, it, I there's a reason the Packers kept going for it. Part of it was yeah. look at the, look at these guys playing defense for the Bears. But the other part of it was. It's a bad day to kick. We're not even going to bother. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about Cairo. Um, it would be very bare though to overreact to that and then spend the next six years in the wilderness trying to find a kicker again. Yeah, right, right. Bringing in kickers. <laughs> did we do this once? We week. did. Yeah. What happened to that guy? Is he still kicking? Oh, he is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, great. So that's kickers, yeah. at least of their worries. Very true. Think about that. Kicker and quarterback are the least of the Bears' worries. When has that ever been? Boy, that is bizarre, isn't it? That's that's never been a thing. (laughs) So, um, the Bears did throw Justin Fields back out onto the field with it. It was a comforting when (laughs) he said, "How's your shoulder feel?" Well, pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> it hurts when I do. If it's if you're if the answer is it hurts when I, my answer would have been all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna watch Nathan Peterman. Yeah, right. but he appeared to come out of it no worse for wear. Um, Fortunately, yeah. And I do think it impacted. It clearly impacted the way they called plays and the amount that he ran. Right, like they didn't call a straight, just a quarterback dive at any time. Everything was every all of his runs were. Either give it to Montgomery or, um, shit, who's our other wonderful guy who had the game uh, of his uh, life? Number 21. Oh, I can't uh, think of his name. Harris? Raymond. Raymond Harris, the ultra back. He spells it weird. Um, we were talking about Akeem. Did Akeem do anything yesterday? Akeem Hicks? That's how you were talking about. Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans. I am sick. Three carries for twenty-one yards. Yeah, there you go. Set up the seven-yard average. But every all the all the runs, and he feels only ran six times. Um, well, yeah, yet another spectacular run. Though. That guy is just amazing. He is incredible. He's pretty good. Yeah. He only threw three passes that weren't caught by somebody. Okay. Well. Just twenty of twenty five with two picks. Yeah. All right. Um I honestly think it's 
it may be frustrating for fans who's like, it just why does he just run? He, he, he gets 100 yards whenever he wants. That's um, true. To have to stay in there and throw, I think, in the long term is a good thing for him. Um, he's proving he's pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah. He had a much better day than Aaron Rodgers did. He's a much better quarterback. There's a, You compare those two quarterbacks, there's no doubt who the better quarterback is. And he wasn't playing against the Bears secondary of who yeah. Jalen Johnson and four guys, four guys that they picked up at the Home Depot parking lot on the way to the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Anybody want a day job, a Bears game? Huh? Hop <laughs> in the bag. Get in the bag of the pickup. George and his Camry with, like, waving, yeah. like, Three hundred dollars total. <laughs> huh? It's a chance. It's a chance to play for the winningest team in NFL history, at least for the next three hours. Huh? This orange beanie with the, the orange pom Come on, on over, top. guys. And they're like, okay, yeah. and they did. A bunch of guys we'd never heard of. Like, um, I, I have to look them up. I don't remember. That's AJ that's Thomas. Were you familiar with AJ Thomas's work before yesterday? I'm not familiar with his work. No, no. Uh, I didn't know who Elijah Hicks was. He's actually not bad. Uh, Josh Blackwell, he's not great. Um, the other Jalen, Jalen Jones, who got hurt, and it actually hurt the Bears that he wasn't there. Yep. Jalen Jones, eight tackles. Is that good or bad? Well, but honestly, that they played him. the secondary played actually well. Wasn't bad. Yeah. The defense as a whole didn't play that poorly. And it's like, well, they didn't get it. They didn't sack Aaron Rodgers. How many times the Packers sack Justin Fields? Yeah. None. And like I pointed out in the newsletter today, the Packers are trying to win. Yeah. They went all out for this season. Yeah, absolutely. They and spent they a billion dollars on Aaron Rodgers and, for this. And they're bad. They're bad. So who would you rather be? Bad and old or bad and young? You'd rather be bad and young. Bad and young. Absolutely. Yeah, the trajectory that that's the thing that is disappointing. Look, I've, it would have been it would have been nice to beat the Packers. Is it a big deal that they didn't? No. But it would have been nice, not just from a fan standpoint. I think a young team, you know, winning games like this can help their development, can help their confidence, could help Justin Fields' confidence a little bit. It would have been preferable to for them to win. Uh, I don't buy this nonsense that was going around on Twitter yesterday that the, you know. So many Bears fans are like, oh, we're actively trying to lose. And wouldn't it be great if they drive down to the end of the field with, you know, for a game winning field goal and they miss it? Like, no, the Bears are trying to win the game with the guys they have on the field who are terrible. So they have a very little chance of doing so. But they're not actively during the game trying not to win. They're trying to win. No, the people on the field are trying to win, the players and the coaches. Absolutely. They're incapable of it. But it's not that they're not trying. Right. Yeah, it's all these losses will end up doing them uh, good. However, it's it's tough to go into an off season with a lot of momentum uh, when it's very likely you will have lost your last ten in a row. Yeah, yeah, you need a little something to hang your hat on. Because honestly, this was the most winnable game they had left. Well, that's the other part of this, right? They could very easily lose the rest of their four games, very easily. Oh, I would think they, they very well, if they win a game, they're going to beat the Vikings because the Vikings will have already wrapped up their playoff spot. And right, we'll and they're resting their guys. We'll be yeah. playing their version of the Bears. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who are these guys? It doesn't matter. Right. 
So the point, the point being, they might have, they might, they could have beaten the Packers yesterday and still ended up with the same draft pick because they, they very likely are going to lose the next four. So it, it would have been nice to get that. It would have been nice for for them to get that win. I, you know, for the fans, I don't really care. It doesn't seem mean that they have to play uh, the Eagles and the Bills next. <laughs> it seems rather. They get a hard. week. They get a week up. Remember what happened last time? They had that mini buy. They completely yeah. changed their entire offense. Beat the Patriots. So, I'm sure they'll do the same, beat the Eagles. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Then we get the Bills Christmas Eve match, right? After that. Yeah, that'll be a fun way to spend holidays. Yeah. And they finish up New Year's Day in the Motor City Bowl against the Lions in Detroit. End zones will probably still be painted with Akron and um, (laughs) Miami of Ohio. Right. Guys, did we ever change the end zones? Change them. <laughs> and then home against the Vikings on January 8th. I'm sure it'll be a beautiful day. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. 38 below wind chills. Nothing to play for. Yeah, a lot of fun. So. Yeah. It seems like the the plan was to play Fields all along. However, uh, when Trevor Simeon had to have season-ending, uh, what did he hurt? Oblique. Oblique, oblique. oblique surgery. Yeah, that's weird. You know, he, had, a, he a... had an oblique surgery. What are we operating <laughs> on? Well, we're not sure. <laughs> we're not really positive. Is it a, is it a, it's a, either oblique or obtuse. We're not sure. We're going to go in there. Yeah. We'll root around. We'll see what we got. Yeah. Did they? Did you think they had like a you know that somebody write in, in marker like left <laughs> over the on, the on the left side of his oblique, his left oblique? So the but the Bears did have three quarterbacks. Do you know who the other two? Well, Peterman. Yeah, Nathan Peterman. And I don't know who was the third one. Former yeah. Packer Tim Boyle, Packer uh, and oh. Packer and Lion, I think Tim Boyle. Right. Well, they were stacked at the quarterback position. Basically, Gutsy's calling around anybody who kind of remembers the plays. <laughs> yeah. Timmy, you want to be on the practice squad? Sure. Sure. <laughs> so they're all set. If uh, Fields has to get shut down again, we're just going all Nathan Peterman. And, all the time. Uh, you know, if the quarterbacks on the Bears right now were Trevor Simeon, Nathan Peterman, and Tim Boyle, I doubt that's even the worst quarterback room they've had in my lifetime. No, I was going to say that kind of sounds like a Bears quarterback. It's pretty typical bro. of everything we had in the non-J yeah. years. Right, right. That was, that was pretty much every season. Yeah. So we got the. But they allowed Justin Fields to come out and thrill the nation. Mark Schlereth and Adam Amin. But I prefaced a little bit at the beginning um, that. The loss means for the first time in NFL history, there is a team that has more wins than the Bears. And that sounds like a super impressive thing. Like, holy shit, for the first 102 and a half seasons of NFL football, the Bears always had the most wins. Mm-hmm. And then I just, just I, I, I was Googling most wins NFL history, and I saw that one. But then I, there was another one. They had a chart since 1960. I thought, oh, well, let's look at this. A little less impressive. In a yeah. a league that at times had as few as 28 teams. 
maybe even less than that from 60 it would have had less than that at one point yeah 16th and only they're tied with the commanders now who would have passed them had Ron Rivera gone for two at the end of the game instead of going to overtime and tying so I think that's a record that nobody should give a shit about because yeah a lot of those wins were back with leather leather helmets and right football the, literally the size of a watermelon yes the, the, the modern NFL problem. has not been kind to our bears it is embarrassing and you did point this out in the newsletter it still is even though it is kind of a meaningless thing it is an embarrassment to the McCaskey family <laughs> you know well, you just uh, know, had... you know they thought that was really important definitely nobody's won more games than us yeah I and can't they say had that anymore George they they had a big lead when they took it over <clears throat> and they expanded on it in the early days with the 85 team yeah they should not and have they, they shouldn't have been caught yeah. because really nobody's the Giants are in third and they're way behind like 80 some games that'll take that'll take the Giants 80 years yeah so we'll never we'll never we'll, we won't live to see him go drop to third thank God I don't think I could take it do you think this is the type of thing like you know every week now it's good oh the Bears tied it uh, tied for the most oh the Bears took the lead oh they lost well, the, it now the Packers are, is this going to go on now forever I mean, the the Packers had, like, what? I believe that they had pulled within a game before the Bears beat New England. Because there were two things on the line in that New England game. There was the Bears losing grip of the all-time win thing and Belichick passing Papa Bear. Right. So the Bears won, which put them them back up by two games. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the Packers and Bears, neither one of them could win a game for a long time. And the yeah. Packers finally broke through and beat oh, the Packers beat the Cowboys, right? A couple weeks later, yeah. Cowboys then won. Or maybe, I guess, oh, they must have tied. They tied, and then it just stayed tied because the Packers kept losing, too. Yeah. So, very exciting for whoever the Bears version of um, Ed Hardig is. I'm sure he's got a big toe board yeah. in the house. <laughs> Is there anybody like left from the nineteen? Like they could be like the nineteen seventy two Dolphins. Somebody from the twenty one team follows them around, a grand a grandchild or something of Red Grange. So I made I made an investment. Uh, I bought I bought a house in Arlington Heights. It's not it's not oh. much of a house, but uh, and I've already put an Amos Catuli sign <laughs> on the roof. Okay, I'm just expecting I like I'll that. get shots of my house during every Bears game once they move up yeah. there. I'm very I'm very excited about that. Right. I will sell advertising on. I've been talking to uh, talking to Elon Musk about oh, um, good. doing you a get... Twitter ad campaign, and maybe they could uh, they could they could advertise on the Amos Catulli sign. So you can get some good rates there on Twitter now. I bet real good, real yeah, good. The rates. Prices have plunged. I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. They're letting all these people back on, so your audience is growing. Yeah, yeah, high quality folks too. So I guess back to the the game that we that we sat through. Uh, yeah. Bears won the toss and took the ball, which I'm always an advocate of. I get the whole maybe you could double up and get the last possession of one half and the first possession of the second, which the Packers did. 
Yep. But I like the aggressiveness of we're. I'm, I'm, I'm basically Matt Hasselbeck. We want the ball and we're going to score. Right. And then, of course, it usually works about like it did in that playoff game for Hasselbeck. He throws an interception and then they lose in overtime. <laughs> right. But, uh, so the, and they got the ball and they drove down the field and they scored. And do you see the stat that no team in the NFL has scored on their opening drive more than the Bears? Yeah. That's crazy. That just shows that Luke Getze, he's got those. That was always like, um, was it Nagy? That for a while it was like, well, those the scripted plays, those work really good. And as soon as we get off the script, then we're in trouble. They were, they were sunk. Yeah. But it's funny because it's kind of the opposite of the, the trend the defense had all year, which was they played significantly better in the second half. Yeah. Like the Bears, for, a, for like the first eight weeks, the Bears didn't give up a touchdown in the second half. Right, we remember that, yeah. That has changed quite a bit. Yeah, well, it happens when you trade away all your good players on defense. It didn't even take very many trades. No, it was two trades. That was it. We had none left. It uh, it would be nice to get uh, Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon back at some point, however. It would be nice. You know who, so I'm, coming, you know who we... I'm coming around on? I think I actually think Jack Sanborn might actually be good. Uh yeah, you know. Especially in that defense where the middle linebacker's main role is to tackle. You know, he's not he's not doing Brian Urlacher. He doesn't have to drive he doesn't have to drive thirty yards down the middle of the field to take away the middle of the field on certain pass plays. Right, right, right. You're just stay in the middle and tackle guys. And he made a couple of really nice plays. He made the one where he darted in tackle thought he had him lined up for a block and Jack got in between him and the ball carrier and tripped yeah. up Aaron Jones. Yeah, the only reason to hate him is that it's not his fault they at all. Okay, there's two reasons to hate him. See, and, that was his, uh, we picked that on purpose. The other one is that Joniak names him the jackhammer. So, well, I, I, don't, mean, I don't listen to that. So. Well, me neither, but still, that's, you know, but it's nothing against that's not his fault, obviously. No. So, yeah, I, I agree. He He's... grew up a Bears fan. He may hate Joniak as much as we do. Ooh, that would be great. Just be like, God, I could listen to that asshole. He couldn't understand what was going on in the game. Call me Jackhammer. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so when the Bears are rebuilding the defense in this off this offseason, middle linebacker is a... That's already done. got a check. Already got a check mark. Already, don't need to, already, don't need to get one of those. Carter... Cardonkins are racing the whiteboard. Did you erase Sanborn? Right. Put it back on the board, Carter. It should be back to the Cubs. Yeah, what are you doing? Sloppy erasing skills. Wrong team. So you got one cornerback. Yeah. Linebacker, middle linebacker. A couple of safeties. Yeah. And that might be it. I think Justin Jones is okay, but probably as a rotation guy, so he. You still need, still need a tackle. Uh, that's about it. That's they got a lot. Some more too. That's a lot of some. a lot of guys to find. They got a they got a lot of what the baseball nerds would call replacement level players on on the field right now. Yes, yeah, or sub, or sub replacement level players. Yeah, four A um, guys. How did you enjoy uh, the Alex Leatherwood experience? He played he played some right tackle. I can't say hey, I was, noticed. I just saw that he was in. Actually, the fact that I didn't notice is probably good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my God! Why is why is Justin Fields paralyzed? Oh, because Alex Leatherwood was playing. That didn't happen. So what would you do with with Fields if, if he's what what would your plan for him be for the rest of the season? I actually thought what they did was fine. I, I did too. But now going forward, would you continue to play as long as he's healthy? Would you continue to? I mean, I think play him and, and I, manage the play calling in such a way that he doesn't expose himself and get hurt too. You know, I would guess that in a perfect world they would have not played him this week, just so he had two weeks in the bye, and then the idea yeah. would be, all right, you're as healthy, you're a football player, as healthy as you're going to get. Right. And you could play the last month. So the fact that he seemed to get through this without further injury, um, my guess is that he'll be good to go and they'll just he'll just be the quarterback the rest of the year. I would yeah. cut down on the runs, not because they aren't yeah. fun to watch, because they are. Um, just because the the goal has to be for him to have a full off season. Yeah, he needs to, to we end the season. don't want him season. rehabbing anything. Or... No. We don't want him cleaning up something in the knee. We want we want him to exit the season in one piece. Yeah. So it seemed like he was under orders to drop back. If you're going to scramble, just try to throw it to somebody. Yeah. Which he did rather well for most of the game. He did. And, you know, it's one of those, you know, he's so good at running that when he drops back and he, why wouldn't you just take off? There's 40 yards for the taken. Yeah. And this almost puts a little, like, a governor on him. And he's got to look for, he found, there was the play where he must have been back there for 10 seconds, and he found Cole Komet. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't have happened before. Honestly, he may have gained more yards than the past <laughs> yeah. But at right. some point, he needs to learn all that, because it just makes him, every, every time he adds a little something, it makes him that much harder to defend. For sure. Yeah. But you know, I maybe. What if? What if it turns out Nathan Peterman is really good? Yeah, there's only one way to find out. Maybe there's only one way to find out. Maybe you could trade him for several number one picks. It's too bad John Gruden <laughs> will never be able to coach again because he loves Nathan Peterman. I guarantee you could trade him to whatever. Maybe. Oh. Could you trade him to the USFL? Does that work? Can you? Uh, yeah. If John gets yeah, a job there, could that. you ship him across leagues? I mean, there are baseball teams that sell round. players to Japan. You could probably sell Nathan Peterman to the Orlando Breakers or whatever the hell they are. Was that what they yeah. were? Or was that the team that uh, Hayden Fox coached and coach when he went pro? It might have been the Breakers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Let me ask you this. Would you do this? Would you, for for the next, either the rest of the se- season or the next game or two, would you only play Fields for a half? And would you then take him out just to protect it? Nope. He's either good enough, he's either healthy enough to play or he's not playing. If he's healthy okay. enough, he just plays. If I was worried that he couldn't make it through a whole game, he shouldn't be in the, out there in the first place. Well, you said that you're worried going into the game. You're just saying, okay, we, we made it through a half. Now, Let's not push and, would and it I, be I that he's... say they have a game, say the Eagles are yeah, right. just uh, blowing Eagles. the shit out of the offensive line and he's getting hit, repeatedly hit? Or the Bills. Yeah. Then, yes, then you, I probably would. Have to, I probably I would. Of course, by that point, you'd probably be behind so much that it would make <laughs> sense to wouldn't, take him out. Wouldn't matter, yeah. It did think it was weird, though, in a game where they clearly were trying to not get him hit, that they went wildcat and lined him up a wide receiver, where if I was a Packer defensive back, I would have immediately taken a shot at him. The guy didn't even touch him. I watched him more than I watched Dave Montgomery blindly run in the line and fall down. Yeah. Defensive back didn't even make a move towards him. But it's like, right. is this really smart? No. If he was with the Forrest Gregg Packers, he wouldn't have oh, done they that. Would've... He'd have ended up upside down in a garbage can. Yeah, they would have hit him with a folding chair as he tried to cross the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Four Packers literally pick up the heated bench. They're hitting Jason. They're hitting Justin Fields with it. Yeah. But I would like to see uh, the last four games. Uh, Chase Claypool run a route that uh, goes forwards. Yeah, the early returns on that trade are a little uh, less than encouraging. And I thought, honestly, I thought the thing that was least encouraging was, he's been there a month now or five weeks. Yeah, They were still having to, like, every time they go, he'd line up, they were moving him. Like, the other wide receivers are like, no, you're not, go here. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, he didn't graduate from Notre Dame. But I would think that the... And I shouldn't say, maybe it's harder than you think to change, you know, the, you learn all this terminology, because it's not like he right. was a bench player with the Steelers, obviously played every down. Right. He'd been on that offense for four years, or whatever, three years, and then you come over, and I, I think NFL teams, the terminology is probably close enough that it's more confusing. Yeah. Like, they, all the teams use some of the same terms, but they don't mean the same thing, and you get out there, and you're like, oh shit, which one is this? But, I mean, it seems like after a month, he probably should have learned some of that stuff. Yeah. And I don't think it helped. So they ran that stupid they, – they hell-bent on making the wide receiver screen to him work. And it's never – it's just not going to work. Yeah. And then they ran two plays where he actually got to run real routes, made nice catches on both of them, and it looked like he blew his knee out and his season yeah. was going to be over. <laughs> he tore his ACL. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that was fun. At least he went out on a high. He caught two passes in a row for 28 yards, and now he's crippled and being carried off the field. Yeah, carried off like Gale Sayers style. Thankfully, he was seemed to be relatively mobile again, and I, they didn't give update today that he's 
knee blew up to the size of a beach ball or anything after the game, so that's good. Right. But he certainly has an opportunity now <laughs> with uh, Darnell Mooney out. Old Justin having to go deep to Aquanimus and Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry, what a game. That was actually, uh, he made a really nice play on that, but it looked like he, <laughs> he, the ground was so hard that he clearly knocked the wind out of himself. <laughs> they show him on the sideline. He's just like pointing at his back and shaking his head like, because then he came back in. So he wasn't, but he's like, son of a bitch. I thought they heat, I thought they put heating coils under this stuff. No, not. <laughs> right. When are we going Arlington Heights? Well, well, we're not sure that you are, but. When are we going? Well, <laughs> that I can tell you. I don't know when you're going. Are you, oh, are you. That was fun. Are you going to go work for a moving company? Because you could help us. <laughs> you're a big strong guy. A personal... You could probably pick up a personal desk. license. Yeah. Ted will give you a discount on a seat license if you want to buy some. Oh, we're coming up, though. We're getting pretty close to the end of the Ted Phillips era. Well, the but you know he's going to be around. Like, yes, yeah, uh, so when he becomes a consultant you know, and he meddles in more things. Bad fart. Yeah, fart hanging in the air. You think uh, at the last at the last game against the Vikings, they'll bring him out and they'll retire his sweaty upper lip? You can mount it on the wall next to the all the retired numbers. Uh, the Cubs should just put him in their Hall of Fame. He could sit there <laughs> underneath the urinal pipes out in the bleachers. Well, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, they, you know. they, that, I mean, I guess it's the Cub Hall of Fame, but um, if I were the Cubs, I would, I'd steal some bear thunder and I would, I'd find a place in Wrigley to honor, like the well, the, all every champion they had before um, '85 played at Wrigley, right. right? Is that right? Yeah, right. yeah. Well, probably not. That's you know, uh, that they were like the but yeah. or some bullshit. Anyway, at least '63. Yeah, right. but, but but most of them did. were they most playing there in the '40s? Yeah. I don't know. I saved that for remember this crap. I know Don. He was yelling at his phone right now. <laughs> actually. <laughs> Bring it up in two weeks when we resume the football. But you're saying, dude, like you say, you have like Butkus and Sarah's, you bring a crossover thing of Bears players who played in Wrigley. They should do that. They actually should put a statue. Why not? For some that would be awesome. Uh, I, I got all these big ideas. Nobody listens to them. It's me, you know. Well, except for another, another feather in my cap was listening oh. to Ken Rosenthal previewing the winter meetings and he referred, oh, and they talked about that. rules changes and he talked about he called it the Manfred man uh, would you would you consider Ken your former colleague at the athletic I mean maybe you could yes. colleague to colleague well, it's pretty I mean we he didn't come there until I was already working there it's very clear he wanted to work yeah. with me him and Jason Certainly. both we used to hang out in the lunchroom yeah, see, there you go. We'd make fun of Ken's little bow ties. And... Yeah. It was great. Like, hey, Ken, I'll put a little, a little something for the effort here for the Manfred man. Uh... Yeah, for those who haven't had a chance to listen to the Patrick Mooney, um, he was he was apparently a little, he does listen to the podcast, and he confirmed it, and then he was referring to things that made it clear that he actually does listen to the podcast. But um, 
he was very leery of what he referred to as my occasional between two ferns questions. <laughs> and he was dodging them pretty well until when we were talking about the uh, Chris Kindle Market Winter Festival thing at Wrigley. And yeah. I wondered, oh, see, you know, they have that tent in left field. And I asked if he thought it was the Nick Madrigal Petting Zoo. And that <laughs> he refused to answer. He didn't like that one, yeah. He liked it. He just did that not would... want to be on the record one way or the other. <laughs> right. He's like, I got to interview these guys. <laughs> That's exactly. He could tell as I was. Greenberg doesn't care. Yeah, he don't He's care. like, I'm not worried about, you know, he'll just say whatever. But poor Patrick yeah. does have to, like, call in favors and have these guys come, you know, give him stuff. Yeah. He can't just be. Uh... Oh, if I were him, I wouldn't be all that worried about offending Nick Madrigal. I was going to say, I mean, you know, Greenberg certainly ain't worried about Nick Madrigal big-timing him. If I were so. covering the Des Moines, or for the Des Moines Register, I might be worried about offending Nick Madrigal. He might be a go-to. But if yeah, I'm working I, for an outlet I'm covering working. the Chicago Cubs, I would not be all that concerned about him. Right, right, right. I mean, he might not even, uh, you know, with all these shortstops as the Cubs are signing here, you know, Madrigal might not even have a uh, chair to sit on when the music stops getting pretty close to another embarrassment of riches back when they had Javi Baez oh. and Glaber Torres yeah. and um, Addison Russell. Well, it's, an embar- it's an embarrassment. Like, yeah, all right. Now you've got Nico and uh, Nico. Uh, then you have Nico, but really Nico's a better second baseman, so you kind of want him over Mike there. Mike Rumley, I think, is still Mike Rumlinger. Is he still around? <laughs> Paul, no- Paul Nochi, yeah. Dan Roan, Mike Brumley, <laughs> and Nico Horner. It's their jam. There you go. Talk about a shortstop room. So we talked about this a few weeks ago, about how I have been very anti, not even anti, just it would be stupid for the Bears to uh, offer Dave Montgomery a big contract. Right. And we talked about the fact that he's – the market for him is not likely to be terribly robust. But he's a good enough player. It's not that he shouldn't be on the team anymore. It's that you know you don't need to, you're not going to give him some huge contract to stay on the team. Yeah, right. It's starting to feel more and more like that he will re-sign at like a a number you can just live with. It kind of feels like it. I mean, uh, is there going to be that much competition for him around the league? I wouldn't think so. He's good. He's, he's a good player. He's a nice player, but yeah, he's not a guy you need to, to sign to a big deal. Because it would be dumb to. I mean, he, um, <laughs> he, Khalil Herbert has been out how long? And uh, he has two more yards, two more rushing yards than Dave Montgomery. Yeah. Uh, when does he do back, Herbert? Uh. Do we know? I, they said after the bye. That's pretty ambiguous, but the after the bye could be as soon as the Philadelphia game. Okay. Um, yeah, slight difference in the two. Montgomery averaging four yards a carry. Khalil Herbert is averaging six. Wow. Is that, that's more than four. And it's a, that is that's a, roughly 50% more, yeah. And it could well be that Montgomery falls victim to the just the uh, the vast the cornucopia of needs that the Bears have. 
where they're basically like, okay, we got to get, we need like three more off of starting offensive linemen, and we need an entire defense except for three guys, and we need wide receivers, and we need this, yep. and we need that. Yeah. And we can live with Khalil Herbert and Tristan Ebner and Darrington Evans. Right. Now that you've got Darrington Evans. In the fold. He's averaging more yards yeah. a carry than, uh, than Dave Montgomery. 4.6. Of course, it's 12 carries. <laughs> so 12 <laughs> compared to 160. That might be. Yeah. Uh, not, maybe not that reliable, the 12 carries. So if I told you that Justin Fields is averaging 7.1 yards per carry, would you expect that that leads the Bears? I would say first it feels it feels low. And uh, I would expect it would lead the Bears. But by virtue of that question, you're going to tell me he does not lead the Bears. He's fourth. Fourth? Fourth. Dante Pettis, 18 and a half <laughs> yards a carry. <laughs> Two carries for... Equinemius uh, St. Brown, nine yards per carry. And Velas Jones, uh, eight. Then eight. you get to the paltry 7.1 for Justin Fields. Wow. There's uh, five two, carries Pettis between two carries. Three guys. Okay. Velas, uh, six. Okay. Equinemius, six. Okay. So you have 14 carries. So I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of minimum. Yeah, if we, we got to have a minimum. Fields has the second most carries on the team now. He's he passed Herbert. That I believe. 128 carries for your quarterback. 905 yards. Um, we had talked. I don't know how many weeks ago about whether he could get to a thousand. We're like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's you got it. And um, even without trying. Yeah. These last four weeks, where they're basically like, we're not going to load you up and run you, you know, 15 times a game. He very well will go over that next week. Or after yeah. the bye. Right. I mean, he could, he could walk backwards and get 25 yards a game over four games as long as he's healthy. We get another <laughs> amazing stat about him every week. And the one this week was that was his third touchdown run of 50 or more yards. That's the most by a quarterback. You're like, oh, yeah, in a season. No. Ever. <laughs> the history. No quarterback had ever had more than two 50-yard touchdown runs. He's had three in the last four games. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And I got the feeling on the one uh, yesterday on Sunday that he never hit top speed. Yeah. He just did the, he ran fast enough to outrun everybody, but never right. had to like kick it in. He did look over his shoulder at one point and I think he realized, no, nope, I'm going to make it. Yeah. He kicked in a couple of gears, but he had a couple more left. He could have gone to, but he didn't need to. Because Packers defense sucks. I don't even need to kick it in all the way. Here's my advice to the to Ryan Poles. I know he listens. Ryan. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> see if you can get another one of those. Hmm. Imagine if you had two Justin Fields. Eh, you'd be unstoppable. Uh, yeah. They could just throw the ball to each other. See? The whole playbook. Right. Justin Fields one throws to Justin Fields two. Over and over. And then vice versa. Right. People would get tired. They get, you know what? People would be tired of all this winning. I have. That's I was hoping you were. I was hoping you were going to go there. That's what would happen. Just like we're tired of all that other winning. Um, 
I do like the fact that Velas is now running back kicks, considering, did you know this? He was the Bears' primary punt returner once he was healthy beginning of the season. He didn't run, he didn't return punts at Tennessee or USC. Oh. He was a kick returner. Huh. That's not that he shouldn't learn how to do it. Right. You know, it would be, especially if, if your whole role in the offense for your entire, however long you're here, is going to be run back kicks and run end arounds. You probably ought to learn how to return punts. But yeah, the fact you may that he struggled with the punts should probably not have been as such a surprise as it seemed to be to all of us. That's considering he'd only done it a handful of times at college. Right. In his nine years in college. <laughs> nine years of college down the drain. <laughs> My note about oh the Bears have a guy the Bears have a wide receiver that I I really like but not necessarily for his overall production no. um just keep an eye on Byron Pringle after running plays he always takes an extra shot at somebody every nope. time he's a little oh. chippy oh I like that yep it'll <laughs> probably get us a it'll probably us it'll probably get them a a rather unfortunate penalty at some time. But I keep noticing right. that the you'll hear the whistle and then you'll just all of a sudden see like a Packer throw his arms up and there's Pringle laughing and like jogging back to the huddle. <laughs> <laughs> huh. he, he has not gotten a flag yet, has he? No. For that? He's yeah. good at it. He probably learned that stuff. He probably teach that stuff at Kansas City. Yeah. Excuse me. We don't have a studio audience. We're not taking questions at this time. Let yourself out. I'm getting heckled by the, the dogs. The peanut, the peanut gallery. Yeah, so the Bears uh, can't lose next week. Yep. So that's good. That's exciting. Being assaulted. <laughs> Can't lose next week. Um, I guess, I think the ship has already sailed. Did you ever see? Maybe I don't know if they started this early enough. Did you ever see a playoff projection where the Bears were in the hunt? I never saw one. No. I didn't. No. Did you? Did I miss it? That's kind of disappointing. That's a, that was the highlight yeah, of it, most bear seasons. It's such a low bar, you know. How many weeks can we be in the hunt? Yeah. Wow, they not even make it one of those weeks. That's kind of that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, it's like they show 14 teams from each league in total, it seems like. I will admit I'm still uh, – the 17-week thing still throws me off. Yeah, it's bizarre. I see the Bears are 3-10. and 10. I'm like, well, they got three games left. No, they have four. Yeah, uh, and I'll also admit that with all this losing, I had forgotten how many losses they had. I yeah. thought they were three and eight, but they were already three and nine. Now they're three and ten. <laughs> three and ten. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, well, it struck me like when Rodgers is like, "Well, I'm going to keep playing until we're mathematically eliminated." It's like you're four and eight. You're not. I guess. Uh, I guess you're not mathematically eliminated. But I mean, what's the what's the point? Well, let's look at the let's look at the Packers end of season here and how likely they are. Um. They have a big Monday night game. They have a bye this week, too. And then they come back for a big Monday night game that they probably will win. It's against, it against the, the Rams. Colts? 
Oh, the Rams. No, Rams, the NFC version of the Colts. The right. Rams. Then they go to Miami on Christmas Day. Okay. That's the end of the Packers season. Is I think so. At Miami. That'll be a Christmas They finish game. up uh, with home games against the Vikings and the Lions. <sighs> Actually, a thing that hurt them was the uh, the commander giant tie. Yeah. Because they, you're counting on one of those teams getting a loss. And instead, right. they both get a half a win and a half a loss. Can we just get rid of ties? Why don't we just go to penalty kicks in football? There should be some it's, way. It's kind of well, yeah. Line up the kickers. Just have them kick. You know, have them start at the twenty or something and keep going back. Something. Well, uh, so Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit were doing the uh, TCU Kansas State Big Twelve Championship game. I I saw that game. Yeah, the one where uh, Max Duggan almost uh, barfed on himself. Max right Duggan re- when they, return. Yes, I was, I was like, "These doesn't look like Jason Robards." Is it Jason? It's Jason Robards. Wow. Um, is that is that Matthew Brock? <laughs> he uh, <laughs> after the when he scored the rushing touchdown and was like on his knees in the end zone. Right. That looked like he might hurl there, but he didn't. Then they ran the two point play where they knew they couldn't run him, so he threw it. Then as the as his teammates were all huddled around him to celebrate, he very clearly thought he was going to barf on them. He was like yeah. shoving them away. He needed air. Yeah. But anyway, so they, they that game went to overtime, and they think uh, they're gonna barf. Fowler yeah. was giving the explanation of how college overtime works, which is um, that you first overtime. Both teams obviously get a chance to score. If you score a touchdown, you can do whatever you want. You can go for two, you can kick an extra point. In the second overtime, if you score a touchdown, you have to go for two. And if you get to a third overtime, all you're doing is running two-point plays. And he referred to it as college football's version of penalty kicks. There you go. I've only seen that happen once. Where they get to running two-point conversions, you mean, at the end of the game? Illinois went over Penn State last year. I believe Illinois won 18-16. And it went forever. And neither one of them could convert a two-point conversion for the longest time. Yeah. And I'm like, this is better? Is it? Really? Um, I think you should go, like, uh, kick, pass, and punt contest. Yeah, something. Each each team picks one guy. And see how far you can kick it? See how far you can throw it? And see... See how far you can punt it, how long, how far you can throw it, and then who can make the longest field goal. How about a, each team gets to pick a guy from the other team's bench, and then that guy <laughs> can come out and do it. See, now that would be fun. <clears throat> That's that was, an, that was another one of my free ideas uh, for to Theo and to Rob Manfred was when we were trying to figure out what would the penalty be if a team had to take their pitcher out a reliever who hadn't pitched the three batters. My solution was the other team gets to pick the pitcher. Ooh. Like that. What is the penalty? Is there a penalty or the, or the, um, cause there's gotta be a whole bunch of new penalties needed next season in baseball, right? Like if, well, you shifted. So what's that? The shift penalty ball? apparently is a balk, a balk. Okay. A balk. So if there's no one on base, it's a, it's not, it's a ball. And if there's somebody on base, they get to advance. That okay. apparently is your shift penalty. They finally explained what that was going to be. 
whatever the is there a pitch clock penalty that we know of yet? That I believe is a ball. A ball, okay. So it's ending the World Series on a ball because yeah. the pitch clock and they walked the guy paralyzed in, in fear. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the 86 World Series would have ended when Kelvin Chiraldi was in. He yeah. hasn't thrown a pitch for 10 minutes. <laughs> the Mets have now, he's now walked in four Mets. And he hasn't, he's just standing there. <laughs> he hasn't even stepped on the mound yet. They just keep scoring runs. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I mean, the three batter thing is it's not supposed to let you take the pitcher out. Right. Like, he's got to go keep pitching. He can't. Well, why? Because I don't want him to. <laughs> like, no, that's uh, yeah, that's not going to work. Well, I'm going to throw him out of the game. Well, good. Go ahead. Yes, please. Put her, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, since we're now talking about uh, fixing baseball rules. Uh, right. Probably run out of football. Just real quick. Rules. That that is that has not happened yet, right? Where a pitcher has come in and only faced, like, two batters and then got himself thrown out of the game. I, I wonder. If See, he did, I guarantee be, it was that, on purpose. I was going to say. That would be a good be, way you know, to do it. Just go down, start MFing the, the umpire. Yeah, yeah. He threw him out. Yeah. Oh, got to bring a new pitcher in. I didn't, yeah. I'm surprised Joe Madden didn't try that before he got fired. That would be a Joe thing to do. The uh... Shohei, go up and swear at the up. Well, no, no, not you, Shohei. We'll wait till another guy's pitching. Now, Joe's famous... Um, pitching rule infraction was when he was still with the Rays um, they were playing the, they were playing the Brewers I don't remember the particulars of the uh, the batters involved but the Rays took a, the Rays had a big rally and took a lead and he decided he wanted to switch pitchers but he hadn't warmed the new guy up enough so yeah. he sent um, he sent Sam fold out this would have I guess this would have been back pre-NLDH, obviously, if Joe was with the Rays. Yeah. Sam Fold pinch hit for the pitcher, and Joe sent him out to take the warm-ups. So Sam's warming up on the mound, and then Joe came out before he had pitched to a batter and took him out and brought the other guy in. And little needle-nosed Craig Council came out and said, he's got a pitch to somebody. <laughs> and Joe's like, no, he doesn't. He's already in the game. He batted. Yeah. He, I could take him out. And the umpire said, yeah, he, Joe could take him out. And the MLB then clarified that that's Sam sh- by taking the mound, uh, he should have had to pitch to a batter. Huh. A but I remember batter. as a sneaky little shit fan, always yeah. thinking a team could do that. And apparently I was just like Joe, and Joe did it and got away with it. Yeah, love that. All right, back to the Bears. Back to the Bears. Oh. Uh, I don't know what I got. All right, so let's make our we'll make our end of the season predictions here. Oh. Four games to go. Will the Bears win another game? Are they are they destined to go three and fourteen? And I wonder I mean, would those wait. fourteen losses be the most in Bears history? Hmm. I'm going to guess it would be. Yeah, in the 16-game era, I don't think they've ever they ever went 2-14, did they? They did not. 
Yeah. They they've lost thirteen games twice. Okay, so they could set a record. Yep. The twenty sixteen John Fox Bears <laughs> were three and thirteen. And the nineteen sixty nine Jim Dooley Jim Dooley Bears were one and thirteen. Seven and thirteen, nice. <sighs> Oof. Jim Dooley. Um, they lost twelve three t- three times. Dave Wanstead did it twice. Congratulations, Dave. <laughs> His last two seasons with the Bears. Yeah. Uh, let's see, one I think I mean I think you identified you know the Minnesota game as being a, as being a, a game the Bears can win. It's hard to see him lose that many games in a row to end the season. So I'll, I say they'll go one and three. One and three. So yeah, four and I would three, agree. With four, that. four and I, thirteen. I, they gotta win. Gotta win some of these because yeah, they've they haven't exactly been blown out. You know, it's not like they're no. just getting you know pantsed. They should have beat the Packers. They had a lead in the fourth quarter. Didn't win that. Right. Uh, Jet the Jets put it on them, but that was the Trevor Simeon. They lost the Falcons by a field goal. They lost the Lions by a point. They lost the Dolphins by three. Yeah, the Cowboys blew them out to start the losing streak. But they're hanging around. Hanging around. And I would say it would be a very Detroit thing for the Lions to to lose to them at home. Totally. When everybody's like, well, we know the, hey, we know the Lions are going to lose this. Oh, they did. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I can't see them. I can't see them winning more than one. So 4-13. and 13, yep. A fine, fine start to the polls Eberflu regime yeah but at least they're at least it's on purpose now if it happens again next year well yeah it'll be uh, to talk about let's say the honeymoon will be over uh at the end of this year for sure yeah all right well we'll check in again see see how their progress is after the bye we'll be coming at you Around the holidays, around Christmas time, and I'll be in Chicago enjoying the cold with you. Oh, you should go to a game. Oh no, I'd I'm say we going. should go to a game, but I don't go to those. I'm not going to a game. No, I don't go. To, I don't go to Bears games either. <laughs> <laughs> I see no redeeming quality. We aren't the best Bears podcast in the world for nothing. <laughs> hey, we gave those guys free tickets, and they yeah, sold yeah. them. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Yeah, they were. They sold them on StubHub? Nobody could even sell anything on StubHub. Well, yeah, I go to that. After they go, when they go to Arlington Heights, okay. Yeah, you put a roof on the dump, I'll go. I'll go in September, you know, something like that. That'll be fine. All right. Many of us have herpes. I just want this to be over.